It's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, Heather. I'm very proud. I hope that you will let me brag for just a second. Always. Okay. Because I'm super happy. This might be the only time that this ever happens, but both of my kids graduated at the top of their class this year. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Because they were the only two students in our homeschool. I have granted them each the title of valedictorian and um, all of the requisite honors that Mm -hmm. come along with a title like that so they can be making speeches and be very fancy and important. How lovely. It might not actually be the end of the school year according to the academic calendar that they sent us in August. Um, but at Fusilini Towers, which is the name of our homeschool. I know, that's the name of your homeschool. I like that. School's out for summer. Yes. It's summer. Summer. School's it- out at my house. Yeah. Too. Yeah. In fact, um, I didn't know that school was out. And, uh, <laughs> last uh, last Monday, I was like, hey, let's." we, we were out of town. We, we went and saw family and we were we were out of town. And I was like, I emailed the teachers, and I'm like, we're not doing any school Monday and Tuesday. We'll catch up on Wednesday. And they're like, last day of school is Thursday. <laughs> and I was like, then I guess we're done. My, I don't know if they turned in final assignments. I have no idea. I was like, well, I guess whatever you get by Thursday is what we've done then. My kid asked, um, like, do we have school? And I was like, I don't know. Honestly, I think we're done. Like, I'm done. done. We had a Zoom dance party that we attended and everything yeah. else we, we skipped. Yeah. We didn't do any of the award banquets and stuff. I don't like that stuff on Zoom and I didn't want to. Well, you know, our tiny little hippie school had, um, you know, that's that my older son goes to. Um, we had our graduation last week and we had it on Zoom and it was awesome. But my, my younger son, his school, I think actually does have a week left, but we're not doing it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're done. Everybody passed. Holiday happened. We're It's over. Everybody's on the honor roll. Mm-hmm. Straight A's for everyone. Straight A's all around. <laughs> Are they the captain of the sports teams and everything? Too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They won MVP for everything, every category. <laughs> of course. And um, all best of the- Best in show. Best in show. Um, they were both like the teacher's pet. Mm-hmm. Actually, only one of them was the teacher's pet. I'm kidding. They were both the teacher's pet. And- um, I'm going to make them up little certificates for all of their accolades. Well, that's above and beyond what I'm going to do because I was like, hey, school's over. And that was the end of it. The certificate might be like a like a paper plate that I write something on. I could probably handle that. Yeah. I could do that. A little glitter, maybe. Yeah. I really, truly did not know it was the last day of school. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, um, 
it's over. Like, <laughs> and it, because they stopped doing school on Fridays, like right. eight weeks ago. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's that. So that was it. I'm glad you went to that Zoom dance party. My little one, um, he came to me with his tablet and he's like, mom, will you change my hours that I can use this? Because um, this is my day off. And I, I had forgotten that I had told him we weren't going to do school on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what day it is anymore. And so he comes to me and he's like, it's Friday. It's my day off. I'm like, you do need a day off. Like every day of your life is a day off. <laughs> We've done nothing in three months. <laughs> I mean, So we'll see. But so now it's summer. I've got my summer vibe. I'm starting to do summertime things around my house. And so I went to, um, I went to Home Depot. And when I, I w- feel like we had a similar conversation when when spring break was supposed to happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe you had your vibe and all your spring break activities. Well, you know, I do. I'm very, I'm very in touch with the seasons. Mm-hmm. I do change quite a lot <laughs> seasonally. So it's summer. It's Let's summertime. Go. So it's all American flags, patriotic stuff yes. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I got to Home Depot, and when I got to Home Depot, I realized. I needed to get up on my soapbox. And here comes the soapbox. I went to the Home Depot and I brought my mask with me mm-hmm. because I don't always know whether or not I'm going to need, I'm going to be asked or expected to wear a mask. And I have a couple of different face masks. Mm-hmm. That um, one of one of which I am particularly partial to because it's tie dye. Lovely, and it's really pretty. I just ordered a mask. Oh, did you? I got a sugar skull Dio de los oh, Muertos fun. mask. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'm in Home Depot and I have my mask and I see that other people are wearing masks. So I put my mask on. Mm-hmm. And I get in the line and I'm waiting for them to like they're counting the number of people who come out to let people in. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And, um, and so I'm standing there and I'm waiting and I get into the store and I'm walking around, I'm going to the garden center. I'm going to get my stuff that I'm going to do at home. And there's this girl in there and she's on her phone and she is openly mocking people who are wearing masks. (laughs) And she's like talking to somebody on the phone about how stupid it is. (laughs) Do you just do this? And I felt like, listen, mind your own business. If somebody wants to wear a mask, let them wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But you don't need to make fun of other people or criticize them or mock them because of the choice that they have made. What does it matter to you? So am I talking to you from my soapbox? Did you openly mock people for wearing masks? No, I didn't. (laughs) Wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. I, I, I think that... I I haven't really gone anywhere that would require a mask. Mm-hmm. I just keep going to the beach and outdoor places. I haven't eaten inside a restaurant. I feel like that feels too scary to me. Right. I've only done outside stuff, and I've only done mostly open air stuff. And I actually found a really good article that, if you want, I'll send it to you. You can put it in your show notes. It was about, like, the top 15 summer activities that people are trying to do and their, like, safety level. Oh, cool. It was really a neat article. And it basically said everything that I'm doing is low risk. Because yeah. Because I'm outside mm-hmm. and I'm with my limited number of people. I was surprised to hear you say you were, like, limited getting into the Home Depot. I, yeah. I just haven't experienced that yet. Well, you know, I don't, I'm not convinced that the masks make a big difference. I don't know. 
I'm not a doctor. I haven't looked into the research. I don't know if the masks make a huge difference or not. But it's such an easy thing to do. Like, sure, I'll wear a mask. I can tell you that I'm going to get on an airplane in a couple weeks, and it's required that I have a mask. That's why I mm. ordered one. Because I don't, I don't have a mask right now. I don't, have, I don't even own one. Um, but if you're going to sit on this airline, right. you have to wear a mask. I think that's the fine. whole time, and they're not going to bring you water, and they're not going to. There's no service. There's no nothing. Well, people have been um, complaining about how they're not going to wear a mask because it's against their civil liberties, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know it's again it because everybody it's a can do it violation of their civil liberties. And I just kind of feel like you know what, guys, I think that if we look back in some semi recent history, we've seen some violations of people's civil liberties, and this is not it. So it's fine. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Just don't make fun of other people for the choice that they well, have decided to make. A place of business gets to decide what's acceptable in that place of business. If you go to Disney and you take a selfie stick, they're going to take it away from you. Because really? they say no selfie sticks. Yeah, because people were trying to record themselves on the ride and, like, falling off crap. Oh, and Because people are idiots. So Disney says you can't have a selfie stick, and they're going to take away your selfie stick. Because they get to make the rules for Disney. And Home Depot gets to make the rules for Home Depot. And yeah. if you don't like it, don't go to the Home Depot. Exactly. And that's my soapbox is, guys, mind your own business. You don't know if somebody's got a kid at home with leukemia going through chemotherapy. You don't know if they've got some type of immuno something or other. You don't know. Just mind your own business. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Yeah. It's slightly funny to me that somebody would be like, look at this dipshit in a mask. Yeah, you know, no. like it's a little bit funny, but I really, I don't care. Like when I go to, when I go to the Publix and I see, I almost feel sad. Like when I see, like I saw a guy in like the thing that you drive, mm -hmm. the little like cart yeah, you drive around and he obviously was like not in good health and he had his mask on. And he had, like, you know, like, bandages on his legs and stuff. And I was like, man, this guy has to be at this Publix. And he's doing everything he can to keep himself as safe as he can. Yeah. Why would I make fun of that? You right. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I was so disgusted with this girl. And I, I wanted to say something to her, and I didn't. You know, I just kind of felt like I'm not, I'm not going to let that energy into my, into my world. But You should have just handed her a mask. Seriously, I just, wanna, I just wanted to, to ask, like, how are you helping? Like, what, what business is it of yours? How are you helping? If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But if they do, then what does it matter to you? Yeah, it's not hurting her in no. any way. If, no. if anything, it might be helping her. Yeah, probably way, is. You know? so. so anyway. Anyway. I just felt like I needed to get that off my chest and say that. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. And then I got off my summertime stuff. And What um, were you getting? What are you doing? Are you planting well, flowers? Um, I, I did some window boxes and, um, I kind of spruced up my fountain and I need somebody yeah. to come put a fountain in for me. You know what I need? I need to like put up a post on my neighborhood page and see if there's like a high school boy desperate for like a hundred dollars who will come and move rocks for me. Totally. totally. I will come and move rocks for you. Really? No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> will you send your children? Like, will they, can we manual um, label, labor the children? Maybe? Yeah, we could make that P.E. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, school's out. Oh, school's out. School's out. They've already, they've already won the PE award, so. <laughs> That's right. They're done now. They couldn't be, they can't be bothered to do anything. So anyway, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Just, everybody, just mind your own business. Wear a mask if you want to. Don't wear a mask if you don't want to. I'm ready to talk about the grab bag. 
What? What did they come up with now? Ew! Not that Let's one. see what's in the grab bag. I think I've got it. Okay, so I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on this. We and I posted a uh, for your eyes only a few comments, and here's the thing. Okay, so I've been asked recently by a publishing company to provide a statement of faith. Hmm. It's a Christian publishing company and it's like a um charismatic christian publishing company okay so they're like super evangelical okay so charismatic yeah i had to look it up i mean i thought charismatic meant like no not that kind of charisma no no they're like um super conservative fundamental that's the word i'm looking for okay um and so anyway um you know a lot of the things that i write could easily be adapted for a christian market Mm-hmm. Um, and so this particular publishing company, no, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is much more warm and fuzzy and yeah. <laughs> feel good. <laughs> and, um, and so they, they asked if I could submit a statement of faith okay. with my book proposal. Um, and so I have been working on creating one and it's been an interesting um, experience because I have never written a statement of faith before. Okay. I've heard other people's, and I've often, um, you know, I've said all the things that we say in church about, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, I all this stuff. I believe in Jesus Christ. Right. I know all the songs. We say these things. I say these things. People, you know, we we grow up saying them, and I'm curious to know how many people actually believe it. Like, And I wonder, when I say the Apostles' Creed or the Lord's Prayer or different things. Oh, I know the Lord's Prayer. I know that one. I wonder, I'm saying that I believe this, but do I really believe it? And so when I sat down to write this statement of faith, it, I realized, do I really know what I truly believe? Um, my children go to a uh, school that has a religious component. Mm-hmm. And when my children say the Pledge of Allegiance, at the end of it, they just go directly into the school creed. Mm-hmm. They don't know that those are two different things. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't I don't think that they know that at all. And to me, that's really funny because it's just things that we've taught them since right. they were like four years old. That like the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. these things that we just say. You just, you say, just say them. Yeah. And you say them. And do you really stop and think about the words right. of what you're saying and if you believe it? I think about that a lot. And, and especially, you know, in church, you know, looking around at the humans that are around. Um, and we say we're all saying this stuff in unison. And I wonder how many people in here truly believe it or how many people are just saying it or have how many people have even considered whether or not they really believe what they're saying. I think that there's a comfort in the community of saying it. Like, I'm not a churchy person, as you know, mm-hmm. but when I go to chapel at my children's school, um, I very much enjoy that I know the exact procedure that's going to happen. I know mm-hmm. the exact words that we're going to say. I know all the songs. I know all the, you know, like I know when we're going to sit down and when we're going to stand up and what we're going right. to do the because I've been doing it with them since the beginning of time. And I think that there's comfort in that, but not necessarily 
strong belief in that. Right. I just wonder how it, important it is for for people to actually believe what they say or are we okay with saying that we believe something like like am are we okay with saying I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ his only son our lord blah 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 is something that we say blah 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 but it's kind of an important thing that you're saying and I wonder how many people just say it because that's what we say and how many people actually believe it and will only say it because they believe it 100% to be true? Uh, I think that's a good question. I think it's an interesting question. And I don't know. Like, I'm going to sing the songs when I'm in the chapel Mm -hmm. because it's the song to sing in the chapel and I like to sing, you know? But I don't, like, I guess if I felt super, super conviction one way or another, like if I felt like this is a bunch of crap, then maybe I wouldn't, you know, or if I felt like this is the most important reverent thing in the world. To me, it's just a song in the church. So it doesn't necessarily feel inauthentic for you to say, to sing the songs and to say the things if you don't necessarily, if you're not on board with it. I can enjoy, like for me, especially the music component and whatnot, I like, there's this one little part that the kids always go, in the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And and it's so cute to hear the little kids do it. And I'll enjoy that forever. They say, I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I will always enjoy that, but I I don't necessarily believe in the Holy Spirit. When I was a kid, I got in trouble at school because I did not say all of the Pledge of Allegiance. Ooh. I did not say the with liberty and justice for all why i didn't believe that we had liberty and justice for all not yet yeah and i and i didn't say it like i would stand up and say the pledge and then for that part i would just take my hand off of my heart and just stand there you were silent. the original colin kaepernick <laughs> look at you look and at you, i didn't rebel. say it and then my teacher asked why i did that and i said well i just don't think that that part is true and i got in trouble um and i was told that that was disrespectful. And um, and I understood, you know, I appreciated that, that it was disrespectful. And then my dad explained, he's like, it's not necessarily that we're saying that this is the case. This is an ideal that we're striving towards, that this is what our country was founded on. And this is an ideal that we're striving towards. We're not there yet. I didn't quite buy it, but I understood where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like some of these creeds are the same thing. It's like, I go back and forth sometimes between feeling like I am, I can call myself a Christian, and then times when I feel like it's more, um, more precise to say that I participate in Christianity. I think what you're saying is super interesting because for all the things that I grapple with, for all the things that I ponder, for all the things that I bring to this show that, well, let's talk about this crazy thing, I don't struggle very much internally with religion even though I'm not particularly religious and maybe that's weird like I just always feel like I feel like I'm good I feel like I'm a good person I feel like you know I had a conversation with a friend last weekend where we were talking about um we were actually talking about you oh we were talking about how you know you are married to someone who doesn't share the same faith outlook that you do Mm -hmm. and um I was telling my friend how when we had Brian on the show, 
that Brian's face looked very uh, like, whoa, how, how did the, how does that work? You know, mm-hmm. um, because he's a person of faith and I don't know if he can wrap his head around. Right. You know, being with someone who is maybe not a person of faith. And we were talking about this and I was like, and the person I was talking to said, faith and values are very intertwined though. And most of us growing up in the United States, you know, in similar situations, we share very similar values, even if, you know, if you're Baptist or if you're, you know, you don't call yourself anything or you call yourself evangelical or I don't even know all the, all the different choices. Right. But, um, you know, no matter what piece of Christianity you come from, we're in like largely a Christian based culture Mm -hmm. and we carry a lot of the same values, whether, no matter which church we go to or don't. It's interesting that you bring that up because that's how I came on this topic. I noticed his face change also. Really? That's funny. And I thought it was interesting. And so what I really wanted to talk about today is parenting or raising children in dual faith households Mm -hmm. or in households where you have one person who participates and one who doesn't or one who believes and one who doesn't. Sometimes I will make the distinction that I participate in Christianity um, because when I really look at the scope of what is required by a Christian, I fall short. I I really don't feel like I can always say, yeah, I'm doing all that. And it's the same kind of thing where it's like, okay, some people would say this is an ideal that we're striving towards and you, you know, you, you might not be, you might not feel that you are living this authentic life in such a way that you can say, yes, I am doing all of this stuff. But I definitely participate. And I and also part of the reason why I have that distinction is because sometimes when I say those words, I don't know. I don't know. There's so much in the world. I don't know that I truly 100% without a doubt believe that this stuff happened. And I just, I am, sometimes I am very particular about what I say I believe. I think it's interesting, like, I've heard you say that before, that you're like, I don't know if I if I embody all of the things that you're supposed to be to, you know, to be a good Christian. And when I meet people like that, to me, those are the best Christians, <laughs> the ones who know that they're not perfect at it. Like, the one, like, I know some people who get on their religious high horse about, like, I'm so good at being, you know you know, a Catholic or a whatever, you know, and, and I kind of think it, I mean, not, not that we're grading people, but right. I kind of think you're a better person of faith if, if you are questioning how good at it you are. Well, you know, in, in recent years, especially with some of the um, political issues that we've had with refugees and things like that, you know, of, of welcoming your neighbor and loving your neighbor and who is your neighbor and, you know, all of that, um, I I have recognized times where I could be more generous or I could be less selfish. We could all, you know, always. and so I feel like, well, you know, if, if a Christian welcomes their neighbor, I don't always welcome my neighbor. Right. You know, I don't always give what I have. Like, I don't but, always make that choice. And so I, I feel like it's more accurate to say that I participate than that I 
I, I, I don't think that I'm a good example. But what did you say on the last episode about uh, unconditional positive regard? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you're not going to do everything perfectly, but you're gonna you're trying your best. And that's what, when you give that unconditional positive regard to someone else, you're giving that to them because you recognize that they're trying their best, you know? So you might not be the exemplar of Christianity, but you're not like a crap Christian. Well, so here's another <laughs> another spin on that. And and this is kind of getting away from what I actually wanted to talk Sorry, about. Sorry, well, let's get there. No, 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 because this is more interesting. <laughs> so so um here's another part that I have never really felt comfortable with with Christianity is that some believe that as a Christian part of your role is to bring others to Christianity. And when I do something for somebody, when I hold them in unconditional positive regard, when, when I share what I have, when I welcome them, when I do all these things, it's not in hopes that I'm going to save their soul for Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's because I believe that that is what we are called to do by Jesus, that Jesus is one of the people who has commanded us to do this. I mean, and I believe in that, and I think that that that's a cool way to live. Yeah, I'm all I'm on top of that. But I don't do it with the motive of now you're going to believe like me. I just do it because I feel like that's the right way to treat people. It makes me think way back to one of our Christmas episodes where we were talking mm-hmm. about putting those boxes together that your, yes. your church was putting together these little gifty boxes mm-hmm. and the like function of the gifty boxes wasn't just like to give a kid you know a nice pair of socks it was to put some it was to sell them on the wrong word maybe 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 not i don't know but to to give them some christian outlook right and you got you said you were uncomfortable with that yes Mm -hmm. yeah i and i i I guess this is another example of that Mm -hmm. well so what i was actually really curious about was whether or not um whether or not parents have an obligation to provide a spiritual compass to their children. Um, And I was curious also about how much of a deal breaker it is in relationships to be on the same page spiritually. And I wonder, since you are somebody who does not really participate in a spiritual practice, Mm -hmm. if you... Could you see yourself being in a committed relationship with somebody for whom that was a real central part of their life? Absolutely. What if that person really wanted you to participate? I don't know. I've actually thought about that. And I've thought, like, I don't have any problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I go to the chapel. You know, my kids participate in certain activities that, you know, like, it doesn't offend me or make me sad or anything like that. Like, I... I like, I like it. I like, I like the music. <laughs> That's really what it is. I like the songs. Um, sometimes I like the message. I don't think I could do like a super fire and brimstone situation on the regular. But you know the places that are pretty friendly and just like kind of a hopeful message. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, fine. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's not a priority. Honestly, I like my Sunday sleep in. It's not a priority in my life. It doesn't mean that I'm not spiritual, I guess, or that I'm not. You know, like. It's just not, it's it's not a huge priority to me, but if I loved someone who it was a huge priority to them, mm-hmm. I would probably go and try it out and 
if I felt really uncomfortable for some reason or if it felt icky, then I'd be like, you know, this really isn't for me. But if I went and I was like, mm, this is tolerable, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the potlucks and stuff. Like, you know, it's usually really nice people. It's usually like a lovely community of friendly people, you know. And sometimes I go, like, I have a lot of friends who go to the Methodist church out in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And and I go to their, like, dinners and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Methodists are great. I was raised as as a Methodist. I did. So I had a, my grandpa was an Assembly of God pastor. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in an Assembly of God church. I would say that's not for me. Um, raise your right hand to Jesus and dancing around and speaking in tongues and whatnot. It's not, it's not really my jam particularly. Um, but then I went to a Methodist church for a while. I went to a Lutheran church for a while. The Lutheran church was really pretty. It was pretty boring. Like that was a pretty boring one, <laughs> but it was a, like a nice setting, you know, yeah. good acoustics and stuff. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like the Methodists, they were pretty cool. I liked them. Yeah, I go to a Presbyterian church now. Oh, I did Presbyterian yeah. too for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I've done it um, all. <laughs> I was raised as a United Methodist. I went to a Methodist university. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, when I um, when I when I moved to Florida and I started looking for a church home, um, I assumed that I would go to a United Methodist church, mm-hmm. um, and then I had a really hard time finding one where I really clicked mm-hmm. and and. I, I was trying to participate, and I realized that I think more than uh, than enjoying being United Methodist, I enjoyed the specific church that I grew up in. Yeah, I understand that. And so I I just didn't identify with the with the theology anymore, mm-hmm. and um and I chose the church that I go to now for completely superficial reasons. It didn't start till ten thirty, and it was a mile from my See? house. I was I like, I can get down with that. If I can't get a mile down the road by ten thirty in the morning, I've got bigger. I problems. mean, that's a little early for me, but. <laughs> That's, that's doable. <laughs> is it still done by noon? You've got to be out within an hour. It can, it oh, can't for be sure. more than an hour. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've got criteria if I'm going to become a church. And now I'm totally Presbyterian, and I really enjoy it. But there are some things that I just cannot go 100% and say, oh, yeah, this happened for sure, 100%. Oh, right, right. Yeah, the story, the storytelling aspect is not really my jam. Like, I like, I like some of the lesson kind of stuff. I like, you know, everybody should be nice and you should generally follow society's laws. Right. You know, I'm, I'm down with all that, you know, but I don't know. I don't know about some of the stories. Now, you asked an important question. Okay. You asked, you know, as a parent, do you have an obligation? Yes. To And I'll tell you that, so for me, like I said, I had to go to the Assembly of God Church while my grandpa was still an active pastor because mm-hmm. um, all of his children lived in town and all of his children and their families went to church. Mm-hmm. And he retired when I was about nine or ten. And then we didn't have to go to church anymore. Um, so and my parents were never really fully invested in the whole Assembly of God situation. Um, and then we didn't go to church for a long time. And then when I was in high school... I went to church because I sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. Like my choir director recruited me right. back to church, basically. Yeah. Um, and there was a moment, like when my parents passed away. Mm-hmm. I remember, I might get emotional about it. I remember a specific moment where I was like, you fuckers never gave us anything. Mm. You didn't give us 
something to believe in so that I can feel like you're out there so that I can feel like, you know, cause especially my younger career as a behavior analyst, mm-hmm. it's not faith-based at all. Right. It's very, very much what you can see and observe is what exists mm-hmm. and there is nothing else. Right. You know? And so it took me a long time to find my way back to even the idea that there were things beyond my observation and control, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, because I mean, that was my religion for a while. Right. You know, it was the religion of hardcore behaviorism. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I in some ways I wish that they would have given me more. I wonder if I'm giving my children enough. But I also feel like we have an obligation to let our kids explore spirituality and religion on their own and make right. their own choices. I don't think that we should force them into the thing that we like any more than, you know. Right. I've got a friend who um, is not a spiritual um, person and has said, you know, it, it seems like it would be really nice to have some higher power to give my problems over to. You know, when, and when she hears somebody say, I'm just going to give it to God, she's like, must be nice to be able to do that. I used to say that about my grandpa. My grandpa, like as a pastor, had such blind faith. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean... There was absolutely nothing that could ever go wrong because Jesus got your back, mm-hmm. you know, and it must be a nice way to live. And to be a skeptic is a harder way to live. I think that I'm a a jaded. Um, I think that I'm a realistic optimist in that sense. Like I, I do absolutely believe that there is a healing power to belief in something mystical that that is bigger than you that you can um turn your problems over to you know a place to put them you know and 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 I have had personal experiences that have strengthened my faith um but then I also have have I think totally fair um observations that mm, there have been times when um people good people have put their faith in God and it has not worked out. Right. And and so, you know, I think, I think that that's just like one of the age-old questions. Why do bad things happen to good people? Well, and then people are like, well, it happened for a reason. Right. God, God needed this angel more than we <laughs> needed them here and whatever. Like, And I have trouble with that sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, it must be nice to have that kind of faith. And I, for some people, faith seems like a lot of work. And for some people, faith seems to come very naturally, you know, like people, there there are people who are just like kind of blindly faithful. And then there are people who question faith. And I guess that's what I was kind of trying to say when I was like, I think you're a better Christian because you question a lot of things. I think it's really good to be thoughtful and to like, and, and I don't think that your God or anyone's God thinks you're going to be perfect and that you're not going to question it. I think that that's part of it. Well, um, I find faith to be liberating. I, I really enjoy exploring it. Um, and it might help that I grew up in a home that was very open um, with questions and discussion. Um, I was never, it was never dictated to me, this is what you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that, I think, has helped to shape me into a parent who can raise children in a home where nobody is being told what to believe. Right. Um, but I also wonder if if there is 
an age at which that is overwhelming for kids and that they need that direction because, you know, <laughs> telling a six-year-old kid, oh, well, you just go ahead and figure out the spiritual world, you know, like right. we're mm-hmm. not going to, we're not going to guide you in any way. But I think that it's, um, I enjoy having a household with diversity in viewpoints and open conversation about why different, why people believe different things. When I was doing a little bit of research, I learned um, most of the families that there's information about have a split between Jewish and Christian. You know what? We have several kids at my children's school that are Jewish and then they attend this uh, school. Yeah. And, and I wonder how many, what what the number is of Christian or atheist or Christian and agnostic. Or we say we go to church, but we don't live any of the values. I know tons of people who like neither one of them goes to church, but they like if you ask them about their religion or whatever, they're like, oh, I grew up Catholic. Right. Or, oh, I, you know, like like but they don't it's not an active part of their life anymore. Yeah. But you come from the same value structure as a child. And I guess that's kind of what I've given my children and what I was given. I was given a very basic value structure. Like I said, I got a little experience. I got to do a little Assemblies of God, a little Presbyterian, a little Lutheran. A little, little sampler platter. Yeah, a little sampler platter, just whatever form of Christianity you feel good about today. You know, and so I, and then I got, I got to grow up and make my own decisions, but mm-hmm. I think it is nice to offer a child a foundation and something. But I think it's, like, I wish that I could offer my kids a broader spectrum. I wish that I could offer them more to do with Buddhism or more to do with, you know, like I, you can, I can, but I don't know enough about it. You know what I mean? Like to, well, maybe we, this is something that we could do together because I have always wanted to do a little bit of a self-study and just visit different places, different churches. Well, and, that might be fun. And just experience because I never got to do that when I was a kid. And the, um, the, the kids at my church do that. And I always want to go with them and experience just with somebody who can actually explain to me. Yeah. And and that has made me think about this this show that I've been watching on Netflix. It's not new, um, but I do recommend. Now here's part of the show where Chrissy and Heather tell us what to do. Well, might I recommend. The Story of God with Morgan Freeman. This is not new. This is a, this has been around for a while. Um, 2016 is when it was created. Um, premiered on the National Geographic Channel. And now it's on Netflix. And it is a, I think, a six. No, there's 15 um, episodes um, all about the story of God and how different cultures interpret God, heaven and hell, good and bad, um, you know, just all of the nuances of faith and what Mm -hmm. people believe in, why they believe in it, the history of it. It's fascinating. And if you watch it with an open mind, you can really learn um, how similar so many um, faiths really are. That's what I always thought. I'm like, aren't they all kind of the same? Like, even all the way back, like, I remember in elementary school learning about um, ancient Egypt and, like, the sun gods and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that was, I think that's the one that's mine. I think if I get one, mine, mine is <laughs> That's Ra. what you're going to do. Yeah, I, I like Ra. Um, Ra, the sun god. Um, but, like, all the way back, And I'm like, really not super different. Like, the whole point of all of it is there's something bigger than you. Mm-hmm. It might look out for you in some way or help guide you or help guide humankind. And it's generally caring and good. Yeah. That's all, that, that, I think that's it. We did a, um, we did a series. <laughs> I just summarized religion <laughs> oh, in a whole. That was easy. 
we're done now. The universe is complete. <laughs> we did a thing at my church where we um, we brought in people from different faiths to talk about what their theology was and and just to kind of do some some sharing and learning from each other. And it was really interesting to to get to that conclusion of where it was like, wow, we pretty much believe the same things. It's just the mechanism and the path is a little bit different. And we want to fight wars over it and we right. want to lose our minds um, <laughs> because of the semantics of the right. of the little parts. But okay, that's a, that's a different day. So, <laughs> so what I'm curious to know from our listeners is um, whether or not you feel like it's important for parents to provide some type of spiritual guidance, whether you feel like it, there is one message that is the only correct message, whether there are multiple messages and your child has the maturity and wherewithal to choose on their own, whether you were forced into one particular practice and rebelled from it or whether it grounds you. Um, you know, I personally find that it grounds me. I, I find myself seeking it out and um, and I don't I and I enjoy it and I find it liberating and calming. Um, you know, but I I'm curious to know how other people feel about that. So I think that's a whole extra show and a yeah. whole other can of worms and we can do so much on this. Well, so that's going to be a little bit of. Don't forget your homework. We are going to continue this conversation on Patreon. And so your homework is to find us on Patreon, um, come in, um, become a patron of our show and get into this with us because we want to hear from you. Um, You know, we know that that we have a highly intelligent audience with a lot of opinions. And so we want to hear what you guys have to say about this. So come and find us on Patreon and we'll put the link um, in the show notes, and we'll put it on all of our social media so everybody can come and find us there. I think that's great. I think that'll be a fun conversation to get yeah. to have with the people that we like interacting with anyways. And watch The Story of God with Morgan Freeman. It's really, really good. And I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. All right. Until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah, tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.